On this episode of Halftone Takes, we talk about playground rumors, talk sugar about three ninjas, high noon at Mega Mountain. I can't stop talking about stormtroopers. And did you watch this? <laughs> did you? Did you really watch this? <laughs> I, I, I just, I just it's, it's hard for me to believe that you actually watched it. Did you watch it from start to finish? Did you watch the credits too? <laughs> yeah, did you <laughs> Tell watch <me>. the end? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> To halftone takes high contrast conversations where we zoom out to see the bigger picture. I am one half of the host, Corey Revis, aka the, the artist formerly known as Diet Soda. Ooh. <laughs> Hello, I'm Adam Bucheri, your friend's uncle who worked at Nintendo. <laughs> I'm the one who broke the story that uh, behind the St. Anne there's a, a truck and underneath it is Mewtwo. I promise it's definitely there. You're not going to waste just like fucking <laughs> hours of your time. Yes. <laughs> it's all real. It's all real. It's all real. That's what it's I was about to say. It's all real. This is completely uh, legit. Yeah. Uh, for real though, I love like that, that like playground rumor quality to like some secrets and unlockables. Like Dark Souls, like obviously is like the, the, the modern yeah. quintessential example of like, the playground that's rumor in game effect. too. That's in game yeah. too. Like people will leave. Oh, jump off this cliff. There's a secret down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many yeah. upvotes does this have? Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, it's just how many how many blood stains around here? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's exactly what I was. <laughs> yeah, but once in a blue moon, you go up to that cliff. You get the camera and then you down. Get something. Oh shit! There is something there. Uh, Usually, if there's a lot of people saying down like or using like a down gesture, and they're like, no, yeah. there's seriously something down there. And I'm like, all right. So I make sure I have like a, this is specifically Elder Ring, but I make sure I have like a little thing so I don't waste all my, I don't lose all my rooms. And then I, I jump down there and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I am a seasoned Souls veteran who has been playing since Dark Souls Uh-oh. came to PC in 2011. Uh-oh. <laughs> and... Boo! Boo! Uh, Where's your janky and... play? Where's your janky <laughs> gameplay? Who are you That's doing import Demon see. Souls from Japan? <laughs> you fucking idiot! Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but like over a decade later, I am playing Elden Ring, and I saw a try jumping, and I was just like, okay, and I jumped off a cliff to my death, and I was like, why did my brain think that would work? <laughs> because after a while, you forget. It, it, I know something in it. After a while, you just forget. It's like people are that mean, are they? Nobody falls for this. Still, I well, think that's I think, the whole thing. Is who still falls for this? So it has to be true, right? <laughs> I I think it was also that I had been playing a lot of Sekiro, and Sekiro. Oh yeah. Basically, doesn't have those like little tricksy nope. messages, and so I was just like, oh sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sekiro was the one that plays it straight. Yeah, like, much, no, we much have a more story, so. and this is how it is. <laughs> yeah, so. here's a boring story about a precocious child and a nationalist shithead, and I, I'm not that. I don't care about dirt. You can't sway. <laughs> you can't touch my heart by by trying to persuade me that oh. the dirt is important. I don't See? like nationalist See? stories. <laughs> Doesn't do See? it. Now you know the heart of Adam right now, everybody. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. you know Adam's heart, and you can't sway him from doing like from playing those types of games. Genichiro, good boss fight. 
dumb character. Don't like him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, although the the best thing that I saw that came out of my uh, recent Sekiro replay, which I still have very mixed feelings about the game, but uh, just like uh, an image caption of Sword Saint Ishin, uh minor spoiler alert for the end of it, <laughs> and it's just like, did you really think that I wouldn't crawl out of my grandson's neck with a gun? <laughs> uh, that's actually really funny. Stupid. It's almost as fun. Well, it's almost as funny as like just the whole, just the whole meme surrounding that game and like uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why somebody just thought, yeah. no, this is seriously a good idea to put all yeah. the characters we mod, in the game. We should yeah, mod Sekiro just... to be CJ, for sure. Yeah. And then Genichiro should be Big Smoke, no doubt. Yeah. No, and, it, and it works. I mean, I've it's watched somebody play like most of the game. <laughs> Real weird. Why? But at the same time, why not? It's good. Uh, good. But anyways, like, anyway. uh, yeah, like I, well, I, I was going to say, like, I love those playground rumor, like weird things where it's like, no, that's not a thing. Um, most recently come to mind with uh, the okay. Resident Evil 4 remake demo, where if you mm. go up, if you discard all of your weapons, including your guns, and you go into the village fight, then a well will be unlocked and you can go down there and there's the TMP and then you can just have the submachine gun and yeah. unlocked for all future runs. And it sounds fake as hell, but it rules. But it, Yeah, but it, it actually is a thing. And yeah. I was too scared to do it, so I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. It's good. I love playground rumors. I love like that that feeling of like obscure bullshit in games where it's like, no, that's not a thing. Well, a I thing. think games specifically have something important that a lot of other media doesn't, where mm -hmm. it's replayability. So Sure. You know, you can actually go and do it right now if somebody tells you that yeah, oh, yeah. there's something that's going on. And you could choose not to do it. That's the thing. It's it's one of those Weird gameisms, I guess, where it's like, oh yeah, I know that's a thing, and then it's like almost a, you know, almost an underground thing of, yeah, oh, you know, yeah. Now, mind you, that that can go into territory of what you don't know about this idiot, yeah, no, I don't want, situation. I don't want yeah, that. and nobody wants that. Yeah, nobody wants that. But yeah. you know, it is fun when little things like that happen. In jokes for you, you can do it in other mediums. So like, uh, the Netflix, the haunting of Hill house comes to mind where it's just like, bro, mm. there's like so many ghosts in the background, just constantly. And you're just like, what? And then you watch a YouTube compilation of it. And I'm like, Oh shit, they're fucking ghosts. Really? Uh, I've never seen that. I've never seen that, but that's really cool though. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's a good Easter egg, but like, I, I agree that like the interactivity of video games, like makes them the, the most interesting version mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. Uh, so that was my tight five on how much I love those kind <laughs> of like weird uh, uh, bonuses. Uh, now on to the real show. Hey, Corey, what are we talking about? <laughs> okay. Uh, we are talking about something very interesting um, that I know you'll be interested in, but it's mm -hmm. been on my mind lately because of some recent like things that came out and all that kind of stuff. But um, intentionality of the artist and vice versa. Intentionality of the artist to the to the audience. Hold on a second. Look. 
I, for some reason, I got this wrong. I, I said it specifically. What did I say to you? I said... You said, like, ah, what the, the responsibility, artist... Yeah, the yeah. responsibilities of the artist to the audience and vice versa. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> you don't okay, have to do cut wanna... that if you don't want to. <laughs> Maybe I don't. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I think I think that this is a great conversation. And, I unfortunately, in the age of the internet, it's, like, forever relevant. Like, mm-hmm. we were just... yeah. There's an endless campaign of entitled fans who who think that they owe things to themselves, who who think that they oh have boy. more ownership over media than the people who create yeah. the media. There are companies who are just obsessed with pandering to yeah. uh fans. And we, like And to be fair with those, it's like I I know this for a fact that some of mm-hmm. these companies and stuff are like, if we don't pander, if we don't we don't know about this crowd. So how do we market yeah. to this crowd? So mm. just give them what they want. <laughs> yeah. And they'll but, like but, it because they'll think we're cool. And okay, this should work, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think I think the question is also just like has more insidious connotations and is wider ranging than mm-hmm. like even that. Like there are there are ways that like the the intersection between creators and fans can turn very dark. Um, oh yeah. Well, we've kn- we we know that very like. There's yeah, a lot we, of recent stuff that's yeah. happened where it's just like, Ugh, I don't really like how this played out. Totally. And we've touched on this in like the fandom uh, episode already. But um, but yeah, no, I think there's a a lot of interesting stuff to to dive into this topic. And I think that. But it's... we haven't actually gone into on the artist side either. So. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a lot of that uh, when in the fandom episode was coming at it from a fan and yeah. basically just being as fans of things and saying like to other fans, be nice. <laughs> but now we're, you know, mm-hmm. on the other side of the coin and saying, okay, how as artists, because this is something you have to legitimately think about. And that's why I was wanting to pose this topic is, okay, how does this even work? Like, I don't want to pander, sound pandering to people, but at the same time, this is what it's about. And if you guys don't, and I want you guys to like me, I want you guys to like this. What do yeah. I do? <laughs> and yeah. as hard as it is, because this is what I was thinking, and this is why I wanted to talk to you and ask you the, this question. Because in as a rare occurrence, I really don't have too much of a structure to this, like a three-part structure anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily sure where this conversation is going to necessarily go. Um, Yeah. But one thing I always was thinking about was the idea of like an artist sit, like coming out with something and then Mm -hmm. having to think, okay, because the, the obvious answer is just let your work speak for itself. I'm like, what if you don't? Like, but that leads to a lot of um, insecurities, unless you are some cool guy who's like, no, I got none. I am 100% confident with what I made. And if nobody else likes it, who cares? But then even that is goes into the, you know, the whole idea of you have a responsibility as an artist type thing. And because, you know, 
how do, how should we as an audience feel about people that do that and say, if you don't like it, then you must be an idiot. Like, because this is high art. How many times have you seen people do that? <laughs> and I, you know, it's, okay. it's a very real weird, talk. Yeah. I have yeah. heard people complain about, uh, uh, hoity toity high art nonsense way more than I have heard high oh, art really? being pushed like way more. Um, I mean, to a certain extent, I can see that, but, um, or I mean, I can, um, understand that, but, uh, keep, keep, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, I mean, like the question of, see, again, this is like, just like all of these topics are the same topic. Like ultimately we're, we're, <laughs> Uh, you know, it's the metaphor of, like, the blind people touching the elephant, and they're just like, oh, this part is, like, a, like a leathery towel. And it's like, no, 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 this part is, like, a big rubbery hose. And it's like, oh, this part is, like, a like a solid brick wall. And we're all touching the same thing, but we're describing different aspects of it. And, you know, this also has huge connections with uh, the intersection of marketing. You know, how, what what's your responsibility as a creator to your audience is one question, but what's your responsibility to people who are working for you? Like, you know, you yeah. want to, if you're an employer, you want to be able to pay your employees. You want to make sure that artists are able to live and continue working and continue doing this stuff. Um, you know, uh, uh, fandoms we've already talked about, like parasocial relationships, like it, it's all yep. tangled up. That sounds like the industry to me. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but like to to let's get specific and talk about like I we're, we're I'm an artist and I make something popular and fans are you know wanting their say basically they they have a voice and they want to be heard how much responsibility do I have as a creator to listen to them and how much weight should I put on that and I mean it's it's a difficult question and I don't think that there's a straightforward answer to it um, mm -hmm. What comes to mind is George R. R. Martin, where he okay. wrote many Game of Thrones books and then stopped writing them. And <laughs> I mean, the 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 weight has become so onerous that like it, it, it's a Half Life Three situation at this point. You know, yeah. it's practically vaporware, where people I think really rightfully are abandoning it and just being like, it's never going to get finished, so it's not worth me continuing yeah, to, to be invested in it um but does that mean that george martin owes fans an apology does that mean he owes anyone anything like he's a creative person and he's pursuing the things that he wants to do he's doing a lot of creative projects he's busy uh -huh. he's just not busy finishing doing what you want that, well he's, he's just not doing the not thing that you want doing to do. what you want I, yeah. I see a lot of artists do this. Like, I want them to finish this. Well, they're too busy doing that over there, and they're yeah. enjoying themselves. And well, I but I don't care about that. I care about this. He needs to finish this type and thing. It, yeah. And I and I get it. I understand being a fan and wanting to to do that. You know, uh, I've been a Metroid fan, and like the. The, the weight between Metroid Prime 3 and Metroid Dread was enormous oh and filled with absolute garbage disappointment. Like, <laughs> yeah. brutal stuff. Um, but 
am I owed another Metroid? Am I? Is there a responsibility for for this company to to put out more entries in a franchise, which like frankly is fairly niche? It doesn't have amazing sales, and like to me, the answer is no. Like I I feel like mm-hmm. the artist has a responsibility less to like fan demands and like catering to what they want. But I think they do have a very real responsibility about making sure that their art is not being used for malicious purposes, which, yes. um, you know, what what comes to mind immediately is The Matrix, where the Wachowskis wrote a story which is, like, basically a trans allegory. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. lots yeah. of documentation that's that's... That's the text. It's not subtext. It's not me reading yeah, into it's it. Like very that's much, it's very much known, but at this point, yeah. yeah. But you know, uh, shitheads co-opting the red pill in order to to use it for hateful garbage. Like I oh, think that yeah, the Wachowskis yeah. do have a responsibility to speak out against that, which they do. And yeah, like I a lot, <laughs> yeah. And and I appreciate them being vocal uh, about that. Uh, I mean, mm. uh, for me, you know, I make my tabletop games and uh, inspired by uh, some other people in the, the tabletop community. Like, my game opens with a basically a list of saying, like, if you are a bigot, you are not allowed to play this game. If you are, you know, using mm-hmm. this to hurt someone, if you are using this to express power over others, uh, you are not allowed to play this game. And I know that I don't have any power to enforce that. I'm not there at the table. I can't cause anyone to do that. But I hope that I can give players who are put into an uncomfortable position a place to explicitly point to the rules and say, this is against the spirit of the game. This is against the w- intentions of the creator. And I I hope that that is able to, even in just the smallest possible way, uh, deter bad behavior, or at the very least, get someone who reads it and go, ah, is this is woke bullshit. Great. Fantastic. They're not going to play my game. Love it. I don't want your money. <laughs> Please leave. Yeah. Well, well, I think you, I think you underestimate the power. Well, I'm saying this, is, you probably don't, but you just saying that sets a precedent, in my opinion. You, as the artist, as the creator, have spoken about, you put it out on the table. Mm-hmm. This is the intent of the game, and my intent of the game. You yeah. all know now that I don't put up with this shit. <laughs> so, yeah. you can't come at me and say, oh, this, oh, they're, like, like you said, oh, this is some woke nonsense and stuff like that. One, you don't know what that means, so stop using that oh, word. Oh, I'm so mad two, about it. Never two, stop being mad. Two, good. Because, yes, yeah. in your frame of reference, yes, this is woke. This is mm-hmm. progressive. This is what it should be, because this is what gaming is. This is what gaming has always been. It's just that you tend to not like this. But here's the thing. You are allowed to. Just yeah. go off and do your own thing. Or what have yeah. you. But you ain't coming in here. Not without adhering to these rules. So yeah. that's on you. That ain't on me. We already have people in here that are doing their thing. They know the rules and they're loving it. They're like, wow, this is a safe space. I can't believe this. And yet I can because there's a lot of stuff. Like people are 
There are creatives out there that have many safe spaces, but this is one that I actually like. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is one that I chose. Basically, I chose to step in to this world as anybody has a choice to. So that is to me, that's the responsibility of the audience to the artist. You are choosing mm-hmm. to interact with people's content and people's creative stuff and everything. Now, look, it's it's always going to be your choice. It's like you can choose to interact. You can choose to step away. Yeah. And, it, and here's the thing. We as fans and as other audience members need to realize that sometimes people are going to step away, but for the reasons that we don't like or the reasons that we don't think are cool or whatnot, but they're still allowed to. It's still their choice because we have the same choice. So, because that's one thing that I also think that is kind of weird when it comes to people. Um, well, certain people, I should say, is obviously this is the internet and the internet is weird. Uh, but, you know, I've seen some people on the internet and they exist still and whatnot. But they're like, oh, you don't like this because of this reason? No, <laughs> that's dumb. Or if you like this because... You should like this franchise because of this reason and this reason and this reason. Not because it looks cool. That's so so basic. <laughs> you need to get get on your like filmmaking shit and and learn the fundamentals, bro, and then you can yeah, come yeah, back yeah. and talk to me why you like this movie. Otherwise, you don't really like this movie, right? I'm like <laughs> I've, I've seen that. I've seen... This is why I don't, like, mess with certain uh, YouTube uh, people that do... Uh, For sure. Film, yeah. Yeah, film analysis and stuff. Because I'm like, this seems a little bit talking down to e a little bit to me. And I'm like, you know you can enjoy stuff because you enjoy stuff. I enjoy many different things that... I enjoy things that are Oscar-winning... Mm-hmm. In the same way, I enjoy things that are schlock. Or in the case of everything <laughs> everywhere, I enjoy Oscar-winning schlock. Both. <laughs> Absolutely <Yeah>. primo shit. <laughs> yep, and that is hard to do because that is like a rarity. That doesn't happen oh, yeah. all the time. It does yeah, happen, very rare. but not all the time. That is like, like you, like we talked about beforehand at some point. I don't know if we talked about it on on mic or not, but. Uh, that movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once, is kind of a rare gem. It's like a like a generation defying movie. That doesn't get made a lot at all. Yeah, it's extremely it's just rare. Like, and it's in I, I say this all the time, it sets a precedent. Because mm. now creatives I, I love this because it gives me confidence because I'm not probably gonna make something like that. But that means I can make my own thing. Totally. I can. I can do this it. Is, <laughs> this is another side of the same Spider-Verse argument that uh, I've been having for a year, which is like legitimizing a different kind of entertainment. Like letting uh-huh. it be something that is popular, that makes money, that gets recognized, gives permission to other creatives to get weirder. Uh-huh. Yeah. To, to push the envelope to push and to yeah, be to more bold. Yeah. yeah, to push uh, it. In any direction you thing. want. Yeah. yeah, in any direction you want. That's the biggest thing to me, is because a lot of people 
And, and I had conversations with a couple people that have seen that movie. And they're like, oh, now everything's going to be this way. And I'm like, believe me, I get it. I initially had that spark of spark idea in my head when I first saw this and the popularity like blew up. And I'm like, great. Now everybody's going to do, do this type of thing. Mm. And I'm like, yes, I, I get that. But we can't think that way. What you really need to think about is the diversity of this. Because yeah. now this has multiple levels of diversity in it, which is really good. But you, but the big thing, in my opinion, to take away from this is that means that there, as much as people thought that this was not going to go anywhere and this was just going to be so niche that it was going to be buried. Yeah. It's going to be a good, it could still be a really good movie, but it would be buried. And yet... Somehow, it ended up being popular with people that never would even have touched this otherwise. Totally. So, to me, I'm like, okay, that means that my ideas and whatnot that could be very well completely opposite of this can still do that. And to me, totally. that all, and that's not just me, but that's everyone. That's your stuff. That's, you know, the person yeah. on the street stuff. It liberates you everyone. Have, Yes, exactly. And it elevates everybody because it's like, no. If you if you just find the right thing that you want to tell and you do it to the best of your ability, your way, I'm, we're not talking yeah. about, these guys aren't like seasoned veterans or something like Scorsese. No, they're just guys that were like, we're music video guys. Um, like yeah. Michael Bay used to be. <laughs> and, yep. you know... You know, we just made something that would be cool for us. And it ended up yeah, being yeah, cool yeah. for everyone. And we actually told, a, and but the thing, I think the biggest thing is they actually told a legitimate story. A legitimate, oh, heartfelt story. And you know what else? And the, this is part of the reason, what, reason why I wanted to talk about this. Because I have two, uh, there, there's two franchises slash trilogies that I usually always go back to in terms of, they seem really opposite in terms of tone, but mm. somehow it found it, this is like a big thing of audience versus artists versus back and forth is yeah. the Kung Fu Panda trilogy. Okay. And the Planet of the Apes trilogy. The new oh, the one. new one? Yeah. So uh, I, I have only seen the first movie in both of those trilogies. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow, really? You've never seen Kung Fu Panda 2, which is decidedly the best one? <laughs> no, I haven't. I know wow. people love those movies. And actually, um, I worked, I had briefly had an animation teacher who worked on Kung Fu Panda 2 or 3. Uh, and he talked about how delightful it was to just work on that project. So, Wait, uh, is this somebody I would know? Uh, no, this was uh, when I was in Los Angeles. Like, I briefly uh, took a class at uh, the Noman Ooh, Workshop. Okay. Oh, okay. Nice Jeez. dude. Guy who I was nice. name I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, it was like a decade ago. Yeah, that is like a decade ago. Jeez. We are getting old. We uh, are considered boomers to the young generation now. So, <laughs> boomers the mindset, man. It, we're boomers. <laughs> No. Well, no, those are called Zoomers. The young kids that have boomer mindsets are Zoomers. That's what I found out. Then that's, that's that not just, true. No, Gen I'm dead Z serious. Is Zoomers. 
No, no, no. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Gen Z. We're yeah, not gonna. Yeah, we're not gonna debate this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not. <laughs> yeah, not it's not a young person with a boomer mindset. That's just a no, general yeah, that's, no, it's, Gen yeah, it's Z just, slang. Yeah, that's just a Z, Gen Z, specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. from Gen Z. Yeah, they're all referencing Max from Stranger Things season two's great bit about making a skateboard themed Dungeons and Dragons class. Woo! That was a walk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? That's what I really thought. Shout out to the one okay. person who thought that was a good bit. Uh, uh, like, comment, and subscribe if you did. Ring that notification we'll bell, bitch! <laughs> or we'll kill you. Or we'll fucking kill you. That is not my bit, by the way. That is a Game Grumps <laughs> reference. <laughs> For anybody who follows them. But anyway, uh, that's what I wanted to get into in a little bit. But what were you going to say? Um, I wanted to just say, specifically with Everything Everywhere, uh, winning huge at the Oscars, um, that that was like such a delightful refutation of... This might be a deep cut, but I'm pretty sure that you've seen it. Uh, the music video, and I recommend everyone to, if you haven't seen this music video, look it up. It's a great fucking music video. Uh, Dumb Found Dead uh, Safe, which is... That uh, sounds really familiar. Yeah, so he's a Asian rapper, and he is singing a so song, and in the background, like... The, the music video is footage of famous movies with his face spliced onto the main characters. Uh, but the I opening think I have seen this. It's I great. It's awesome. But like the opening line of the song is, uh, I saw watched the Oscars the other night and the, all the yellow men were all statues. And it's just like, <laughs> damn, fuck. Like, and, it's, and it's like arguing for, you know, Asian yeah. representation and being pissed about it, like being oh, yeah. fed up with uh, consistent systemic rejection and just like the Oscars coming in, Michelle Yeoh winning. Uh, oh man, it's about time. Like <laughs> that was about, about time. time. She's a seasoned veteran, and I and I know there are thousands of seasoned veterans out there that still haven't won their their golden statue, but. Seriously, she's been in a lot of... She's been in hit after hit after hit over the past couple of years. And I'm like, yeah. um... She, yeah. She's been working for decades and doing great work. Um, mm -hmm. And then, uh, forgive me if I'm pronouncing this wrong, uh, Kei Hui Kwan, uh, as Waymond, also... Yeah, I know also who you're winning. talking about. Yeah. Like, Waymond, yeah. like, not, not only is it is an amazing comeback story, but, like, Waymond is such a hero that we need right now like what an incredible character what a, like, i don't want to get i don't want to get into this this uh, would be in an hour of me praising the best character in that movie it's so let's good. not even i know i know out. but like i just i feel <laughs> i just uh dumbfound dead i know you listen to this podcast <laughs> yeah. i if you do please i i hope that boost our ratings. <laughs> i hope that you are happy right now because i am thrilled um i hope that yeah uh Oh yeah, it feels good when I bet the Genius Brain podcast is like lost their minds oh, in that yeah. episode. Like, oh, they, great, great well, for them too. Here's the thing: is they went on a rant. I I love this because they went on a rant. Because guess what other movie, multiverse movie, came out at around the same time? Doctor Strange. <laughs> and they went, 
Yeah, they went hard in on that movie. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, it does deserve it a little bit because I love Doctor Strange and even I was like, huh. But they went hard on that movie and then they immediately said, you know what is a better one? Yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Not only is there a whole bunch of Asians in this movie, which we love anyway, but it's a better movie overall. Yeah. So, ha. Yeah, yeah, And I was like, okay. But to me, I mean, a lot of people really shit on Marvel as of late. And to be fair, Marvel kind of deserves it because, Marvel, you are slipping because you are not putting yeah. in the work that you used to. So, get on your game again. Yeah. People need to challenge you. They're, Competition they're, is good. They're steering the ship a little bit by just paring back the the sheer volume, which is good. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, they, uh, come on, guys, you're better than this. It, and that's the thing is, they are better than this. And then they're just they're being lazy with it. They're getting lazy, and you know, uh, it'll be fine. It'll work itself out, though. Yeah, I I think so because eventually, when they lose enough money, they'll be like, wait. <laughs> Yeah, they'll make something. What's going on? They'll make something small and scrappy, and like remember what makes it it good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I'm sure it'll happen. At the very least, Guardians three, I I feel yeah pretty pretty good about. Anyways, but back um, on topic. You had other points. Yeah, that was I, that was my digression. So uh, oh no no that's fine. Um, but what I I was gonna actually kind of lead in. I mean not lead into, but um say that I have, uh, I feel for that in terms of the Asian community. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause obviously I'm not a part of the Asian community, but I am a part of another community that has recently started getting stuff too. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my goodness. Finally, it took them how many years yeah, yeah. for us to get this, to get here. And then like, I see the Asian community getting, getting theirs basically. And, and not only that, but they are excited about it. It's not like, oh, we don't know these, these, uh, it's not represented very well in like movies. Now I'm starting to see so many Asian projects and I'm talking like mm-hmm. out of nowhere comedies. Yeah. Regular ass comedies that just are mostly Asians in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shit. Okay. I think we're here. Diversity is only a good thing. Not only because. And a lot of people are very short-sighted, in my opinion, because they think, oh, now everything's going to be this. And to a certain extent, I can understand that, but at the but that's like maybe 10%. 90% of me is like, no, that's not what's going to happen. Believe me, that's not what's going to happen. White people are not going to disappear from the movies. Stop I, it. Like <laughs> it's, it's genuinely beneath consideration, and it's not worthy of a response. It's It's buffoonish on its face and malicious in its intent and i will not truck with it so uh jeez uh sorry you heard it here folks the words came out and that's what you get uh yeah so uh to anyone who thinks that shut up and stop listening to this podcast <laughs> leave i don't want you give give me more give me more of the th- uh of thesaurus uh adam give me more <laughs> words for shut up come on let's <laughs> Uh, seal thy tongue. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but yeah, it's 
no, we're, we're having a great oh, moment I, I uh, for a lot of stuff and not just, you know, uh, uh, like also South Asian. Like, uh, we're getting a lot more Indian representation. Indian. Bollywood. Let's, Bollywood let's talk up. about RRR, please. Uh, we've got it downloaded. <laughs> we're going to watch it. I, I, people, I know. Oh, people are loving I've it. Seen, I've seen a good chunk of it. I, but I, I've had some issues and I don't want to talk about it on. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, but but also yeah. like uh, Kumail Nanjiani is is like really like leading the pack oh, for Pakistan. Oh like, yeah, uh, I'm I'm a huge well, fan. Not like that, but he's doing other things that are cool. We just watched Welcome to Chippendales, like, and like it's yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking about. It's messy in the way that like all based on a true story things are messy. Yeah. Um, but I don't hold that against it. He's great. I fucking love Kumail. Like put him in mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> Give me, give yeah. me Kumail. Well, the, the, people are starting to be like, oh, wow. All these people that, in like, all these people that aren't white or men, mm-hmm. like, they can make money, too. And that's the thing. And, Bankability. Now, that's, yeah. Yeah, and that, and that, I know that's a dangerous thing to go into because, of course, then we get into the, the, uh, the, uh, like, the pandering aspect of which the almost like it but, happens so much yeah. rarer than than people claim it does uh oh really well i mean it, it happens a lot but I, I don't think it happens all the time but i do i know it happens a lot like um i like do people honestly think that it happens like 99.9 of the time yeah i look i again those those same bad faith shitheads uh, feel like any time that a non-white straight dude is on screen, oh, there's that, an agenda. But that there's an agenda, uh, and it's just like no, really? like we're look, really? look. I can't, I can't hold water wow. for every bad opinion that exists. Every bad opinion exists. Like, yeah, I just well, I mean, I just don't know how many of those bad opinions, like, yeah, you know, come from just, like a big well of. People, people complaining about uh, you know uh, forced diversity uh, are almost always wrong, and uh, oh yeah, people uh, that so. do that, I'm like, guys, don't do this. No, <laughs> please don't do this. Let's think about. Let's sit, sit down and think about stuff that you're saying, because then I'm one of those people that I'm like, I'd rather he t- you tell the truth about how you really feel than give me some roundabout beat around the bush thing. Oh yeah. So force diversity. Do you re- are you worried about certain things in the industry, or are you just a racist bastard? Yeah. Please tell me, because now I because when you tell me that, then I will work with you, or I will be like, okay, all right, buddy, <laughs> I am not your therapist, so you need to go to therapy for all that shit that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. But I ain't gonna deal with that, okay? So I'm gonna grab the reins of this episode and wrench it back <laughs> okay. on topic. Yes. But, like, talking about this kind of thing, like, this, the, there is an element of, like, hey, are creators, is there a responsibility of creators to have a diverse cast? Is there a responsibility to represent marginalized people in a good light? Is there a responsibility At all to, to, like, be socially conscious and uh, make sure that you're, you're mindful of the message that your media is sending? And... It's hard to say, and again, there's no straightforward answers. It's not clear cut, but like, I'm kind of leaning, yeah. Like, as far as like diversity of cast, 
um, unless there's a really excellent reason not to, which there rarely is. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, like why not just why why narrow yourself down? Like that's the question. It's not about like the necessity of representation. It's certainly not about hitting a quota or making sure that X population uh-huh. whatever. Uh, but it is like, hey, I don't know. There's a lot of actors out there. Have you considered some of them? Like, may- maybe think about if this role is not specifically about a specific gender, about a specific race, about a specific place and time where this is important and relevant. If it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. like, open it up. Yeah. I-, I mean, I mean, that's just what it's about. It's just like, you know, um, the bad faith shithead argument is just like oh they shouldn't do diversity hires they should hire the best person for the job but spoiler alert those people are saying that only white people can be the best person for the job uh default it's a default option yeah and usually people that are used to default will always resort to that and i'm like guess what my default is guys yeah (laughs) so So like everybody has a default if you're coming from certain areas so one that just means that there is no default. Uh, <laughs> there may be a systematic default, but that's a problem. Yeah, that's um, cultural. That's not a good not, thing. Not, yeah. It's not real. It's not. It's made up. Yeah. Yeah. By people in power. But let's not go there. <laughs> let's, yep. let's be a little bit more of the... Let, let, let's bring this around to a more positive light of how do we think this is done correctly? I think mm-hmm. that is a a very interesting the interesting uh, bullet point that we can go into um, because the more you think, the more you're talking, the more I'm like, oh man, yeah, how can I do this without sounding like a douchebag? Yeah, like if I was in the industry, how would I? Because I do want to hire the best people for the job, but I also want to be diverse. But I also don't have a lot of time, so I can't interview every actor in the entire world that is in every culture that has good actors and bad actors everywhere. So, and I'm also, and I think this also, in my opinion, this comes down to, um, what are what's the story you're telling? Mm-hmm. And you have to be honest with what story you're telling. Yeah, and because as much as we, I like. Mike, the the black community wants us to penetrate the entire system. We ain't going to be a part of no European World War II era, <laughs> like it, London bullshit. Yeah. We're just not. It's not going to be, there's not going to be a lot of black people in there or something, especially if it's in Germany or something like yeah. that. If you're, if you're I'm telling, specifically, if you're telling a historical that. story yeah. and trying to be accurate yes. to the world events, like, yeah. You, you don't want to create a fabrication or an alternate reality. Unless you do, if you're making Inglorious Bastards and you're just like, fucking whatever. No, like, that, yeah, nobody gives a shit about that. That's cool. <laughs> like, but like, if what? you're making I mean, Sky Captain yeah. in the world of tomorrow, fuck yeah. Like, who cares? Well, and, well I was going to go into something else that uh, Disney got slammed for this. Mm-hmm. And I 100% agree with it. When they made uh, Tomorrowland, and there were like no black people in sight, mm-hmm. and I was like, "How dare you?" Because that has been a thing in sci-fi for a long time. Of black people just don't exist in the future. Totally. 
And I'm like, you know, that's actually the opposite, right? Like, the opposite is probably going to end up happening. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to go into any, like, conspiracy theory shit, but there's... There's a lot of mixing going on, and that's not a bad thing at all, because barely, one, nobody's noticing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, you're probably mixed with a lot of stuff already. That's so the thing, is that, shut like, up. it's already, yeah. like, it's all, ah, uh, it's all fake. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about social but constructs, I mean, but not that, anything real. But, I mean, people, but people will get in that, though. Yeah. I mean, despite that, like, how can we get people to think that way? But not in, but more in a longevity uh, aspect. Because mm-hmm. let's, I, I, I'm 100% with this. Let's be completely honest. Insulting somebody only has temporary solutions. <laughs> How can we get people to naturally think that way and say, oh, this is a good thing. Even if it's for selfish reasons, this is a good thing for me. And as far as like the solution to like, how do we get people to want diversity in their stuff um like i i'm pretty sure i have the solution which is to just have diversity (laughs) yes brainwash them uh like this is this is what uh like how it happens okay ah shit i just watched something with idris elba and idris elba rules i want to make something with idris elba in it but uh uh now now i have black person in my cast like that's that's how that's how it happens and then you know what else happens other people see that and one they see that you're legit i'm just speaking in terms of the black community they're Mm -hmm. like oh see this is a real one this is why we like that kid that um that that white kid that did uh the soundtrack for black panther he's a real one he actually gives (laughs) a shit (laughs) i'm dead serious that's how Mm -hmm. i mean i know 100 percent that i talked to a lot of my black friends and family and they're like no i like this because this guy seems to care yeah and then what do you know you start making money and then you're like you start making even more money you're like whoa i didn't know black people like stuff yeah wow what a what a concept (laughs) or anybody i didn't know asians like stuff justin lin is an asian director and he directs better luck tomorrow with a primarily asian cast and uh one of the actors from it sung kang uh, goes on mm-hmm. to become like the breakout star of Fast and Furious. Everyone loves Han. Everyone's gaga about Han. You know, uh, how, yeah. how do you get those opportunities? How do you get people into those positions? You just do it. Uh, you, you know what I really like? Um, I just want to go on a quick aside about that because I, I want to let you finish. But you know what I really like? The idea that all these other communities are known for doing kind of one thing or being into kind of one thing. Mm-hmm. And then they step into something else and it ends up being fantastic. Yeah. Um, I know for the Asian community, especially they're known for doing a lot of historical pieces and action epics. Mm-hmm. So what is the first thing? What do they rarely are in? What are they rarely in? Comedies. And it's a, Yes. Yes, exactly. And now there's so many Asian comedies coming out, mm-hmm. and they all look really funny. Yeah, I'm like, wow, it's so refreshing to actually not only see you know Asians going into that kind of stuff, but also just good comedies in general, which yeah. is what probably was needed. It just needed a new, a fresh new take and a like a breath of fresh new air to get us back into actually caring about 
Yes, your perspective on just just comedy in general. And the same thing with black people. We were always in comedies. Mm -hmm. We were always in, you know, the either the comic relief or the person that dies in serious yeah. movies. What are we rarely in? Just us. Do you know the answer? You probably do. Uh, no, I, I don't know where you're... I, I, I didn't like, trap you. This is not a trap. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is that, like, in the world we live in now, like, I feel like there's just tons of movies and tons of genres, so I don't know which one you're yeah. angling towards. I mean... Action movies? Uh, romance. Ro oh, romance. Romance movies. Just straight-up romance movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, that it's... It, with... It, we, we have been peppered into them, mm -hmm. but we are not... But it's rarely front and center. Usually not the sole focus. Yes, it's yeah. rarely front and center. And I'm starting to see a lot of those now. Mm -hmm. Like like you said, we were just talking about uh, Kid Cudi's movie. Yep. That's actually a romance movie. Intergalactic. It's an animated romance movie. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. Like, and that works on me on so many levels. It's just like, God, here's an animated movie, and it's for adults, and it's just a romance, and it's about people. And also people of color yep. who are the, the, the yes. people who made it. They're behind the camera. They're doing all the stuff. Uh, like so cool. Uh, what what a what a what a have treat. you seen? Have you finally seen it? No, I haven't. Now it's, oh. yeah, I was I was leaving enough room for interpretation. It's on my list. It's been <laughs> on my list. It's just that yeah. uh, uh, my brother's staying for the winter, and we've been watching a lot of dumb bullshit. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. A lot that's of really fine. bad movies. It's gonna be there forever. I know, but I can't it, it's, wait. It's like, gonna be there I, I, it's one of those things that yeah. I know for a fact. Like, I'm really going to enjoy it. Yeah, he put a lot of work into that movie. Mm -hmm. Put a lot of work into it, and it's stylish. That's what I really yeah. like about it. It is stylish as hell. Yep. And I was like, that is the Kid Cudi that I like. Mm -hmm. Right, right there. This is what to me that elevated the movie. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan is a uh, behind the camera now, which is great. Yeah, more, more. Prominent black directors. There are black mm -hmm. directors everywhere. Sure. To be honest. But, but before it, or it was not, like, which like a lot of people that, what, it's like yeah. Spike. Oh, God, I'm going to do the Spike Jones Spike Sweat Lee thing Spike again. Lee. Uh, yeah, yeah, Spike Lee. Spike, <laughs> Spike Jones. <laughs> Spike Spiegel. Spike Director Lee. Spike Spiegel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like before yeah. it was like, oh, uh, yeah, Spike Lee. And then, uh, you know, if you're ta trying to like name I mean, there's famous Antoine Fuqua, but. Like right, but a like, lot of people you know, don't. Unless you're into that, you don't know. But like laymen trying to to name like famous black directors, and now it's just like, oh, you yeah. got Jordan Peele, and you got Michael B. Jordan, and you got you know, uh, yeah, you, a yeah. number of others. Like it, it's we're we're getting more, and, and they're all doing different things, and I'm glad about that. Thank totally. you. They're all into different things, which is good. I, I've always said this. I've said this probably on another episode, but I will keep saying it is. I didn't like being pigeonholed into doing yes. one thing because I was black. Yeah. I want, I was into so many things that even in college, but all they're um, letting me do is hack computers. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> yeah. Hack computers. Funnily funny. <laughs> I have to be funny and hack computers mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I probably have to have an accent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's called the uh, 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 Three Ninjas High Noon at Megal Mountain trifecta. And that's exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> I, I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to say, hey, you remember when we watched that? Hey, hey. Remember when I showed that to you and it's like the greatest bad it's movie? It's so dog shit. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It rules. It's amazing. Watch, I love it. Watch Three Ninjas High Noon at Megal Mountain. High Noon at Megal Mountain. Starring Hulk Hogan. regret it. 
<laughs> Starring Hulk Hogan as the leader of the Power Star- Rangers. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is so great. Um uh, Dave Dragon. That's what it that's what his oh, name was. Yes. Dave Dragon in in the uh Star Force Five. Yes. <laughs> he, he does the stupid thing with his fist the- where he counts off the like <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Respect, courage, trust. Team <laughs> Yes, the, it's the way of the closed fist. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> the way of the closed fist. Respect, courage, trust, honor, teamwork. You'll all be heroes to me. <laughs> uh, I've got a, I've got a magical murder yo-yo. What can I do? How can I fit into it? To the, into <laughs> what can I do with this? Yeah, doesn't kill anybody, but he does some like sweet yo-yo tricks. So. Uh, yeah, let's talk more. Yeah. I don't know. Let's talk more about like responsibility and media. So like I, I listed off a couple things uh, approximately four hours ago. And um, like another one was like, uh, how much responsibility do you have when uh, I don't remember how I phrased it. So I'm just going to go straight into the example. Um, 2018's Robin Hood starring Taron Egerton and Jamie Foxx wild fucking movie i kind of have a great time with it i kind of love it uh but it's also really it sucks okay uh oh yeah it sucks yeah but it's just it's so audacious uh but also like incredibly irresponsible use of very loaded imagery um Oh, oh, yeah. The, the, like, the way that, like, the Crusades were the Iraq War. Uh, and oh, boy. They, the, the, at, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. At the end, you've got, like, the Black Lives Matter slash Occupy Wall Street protesters wearing the bandanas, and they're going up against knights in shining yeah. armor who are dressed like riot cops. And I'm just like, yeah. what the fuck is this movie trying to say? This movie is using really loaded imagery and not saying yeah. anything? Uh, you know, uh, Bioshock Infinite is also like the quintessential example of using really charged uh, uh, oh, imagery man. and making really bad equivalents and not being responsible with very heavy subject matter. You know, using it mm-hmm. uh, in a way that I think is, if not actively damaging, at least it's really difficult for me to be charitable because it feels like the game is just being like, I don't know, oppressed people fighting against oppression is just as bad as oppressors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, And that is like a a world-class dog shit take. Yeah, but but people will say that about stuff like that, but then immediately go to Rebels Forever in Star Wars. Completely. Uh, And like... Yeah. And I'm like, guys... What? <laughs> like you guys are literally kind of you're be, you're being you're cherry picking. Let, let's be you. You're gonna be honest. You're cherry picking. I want you just don't like this. I want to be really clear about my personal stance on this podcast. This is an official stance. It is morally okay to kill stormtroopers. <laughs> it's uh, they're bad people. They're bad people. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know the new the new show, uh, uh, what you call it? Uh, Andor says otherwise. Right. You just might be a horrible person too. <laughs> I I haven't seen Andor. I know that it does um, throw some some shade, and it does try to to you know bring a maybe a more grounded perspective or or well, some ambiguity and just it, talk well, about like you you said that mm. you said the magic word. You said grounded because I've seen all of Andor. Mm. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. 
And I, I enjoyed it for a lot of reasons. I enjoyed it for a lot of reasons. Mm. But the one of the biggest things I enjoyed, and it, and it comes... <laughs> a lot of people talk about the last, uh, like one of the last episodes with the big monologue for the M, for the... Uh, for the Rebel Alliance, mm-hmm. the monologue at the funeral, and it is some good ass shit because it can be summed up in there's minor spoilers, but it could be summed up in one, in like one phrase: "The Empire ain't shit." <laughs> and I was like, "Thank you," yeah. because yes, there are people in the Empire, like regular people, mm-hmm. who just who do make really bad decisions and whatnot. However. It is still a choice. <laughs> and that's so, the thing. Like, it is yeah. always a choice. And people can be condemned for their choices. Like, if you choose to... I feel like I'm not I'm not taking a bold stance at all. If you're willingly working for the Empire, you can stop. You can choose not to. Uh, well, I mean, I understand that there's layers to everything because it's yeah. like, well, I stop, I don't have income and practical reasons. Yeah. Sure. However, in my opinion, you will reap what you sow every time. Anyway, that ends my, uh, ends my, what you call it, right? My Star Wars your, your, rant. Your Andor detour. Uh, yeah, my oh, Andor detour. Your, 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 uh, I was going to say like your Star Tour, your Star Detour. Star Detour. Yeah, it, it works. It works better on paper. I guess. <laughs> it works, Come take I guess. a walk let's, with me. Let's reshot. Let's put it back in the shop. <laughs> Needs a little bit more time in the oven. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that actually kind of segues into like, uh, hey, as a creator, are you responsible for being aware of like the message that your media has? Uh, to which I think the answer also mm-hmm. is yes, it be- because yes. of what we were just yeah. talking about. Like, I think that a real classic example that everyone has dunked on before is the hero mowing down waves of goons and then getting to the bad guy and being like, no, I won't kill you. I can't kill you. <laughs> Why? You just killed a bunch of guys. You've been who doing were... it all the other times. Look, <laughs> I know that, like, yeah, if, if they're stormtroopers, they're bad guys. Um uh, but they are objectively less culpable than this guy. <laughs> you should definitely, if you're going to kill anyone, just kill this guy. Like, yeah. if, if that's what your plan. Understand the moral stance of your art. Understand what your art values and, like, be honest about it. Uh, it, it and, and that, that was a thing. And that doesn't mean that you have to, like, spell everything out or there can't be ambiguity in art. Again, I'm on record as loving ambiguous art. I love Annihilation. I love The Witch. But, like, those those are not ambiguous in what they're about and about their moral stances. Uh, Bioshock Infinite is ambiguous about how it feels about black people, and I don't like that. Oh, boy. <laughs> Do not like that. Uh don't be that like have conviction have confidence um but believe in what you're saying and know what you're saying because like uh i i think a real great gray area is uh again talking you know back to the the matrix example like art that can be misinterpreted so you've got your your fight clubs and your american history x's and your 
Oh, boy. Uh, uh, you know, uh, American Psychos. You know, your your media mm-hmm. that uh, portrays toxic masculinity uh, in a cool, badass way before showing you that it's bad and people somehow walking away from it with the message that, like, oh, I, I should be a wolf of Wall Street. Like, yeah. and I know that you can't be responsible for the audience, and I know that, like... People will willfully. Yeah, people are gonna think about. They'll willfully take the wrong lessons. And, and and that's difficult. That is very difficult to, as an artist, that is yeah. very difficult to take in because you, you want to make people at certain points sometimes be like, no, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. And but you can't control people because sometimes you say that and people will. <sighs> intentionally do that because they want to piss you off because nobody, everybody isn't going to like your shit. Yeah. So you have no idea what's personal and what's critique. It's like, why? Why why do I have to deal with this as an artist? I know. (laughs) And I I can only imagine how exhausting it has to be for, like, not just, you know, uh, Vince Gilligan and Brian Cranston, but everyone involved in Breaking Bad Dealing with people who are like, oh. Walter White is so cool and badass. And it's just like, did you watch the show? And then everybody's like, yeah, <laughs> did you watch the show? Like, <laughs> And you know what? A lot of, here's the thing. We probably need to make that a catchphrase. Yeah. Like, did you watch the show? That's going to be our first piece or of did merch. did you watch the movie? The, did you watch did you it? Watch? In Bang? Did you watch it? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm dead serious because... A lot of problems can be solved by that question. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it? Did you watch all of it? Yeah. Did like, you actually read the Bible? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Let's not go into that. I don't want to go into a rant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yes, true. It, that's that's with anything in life, yeah. it seems like. People just do, especially with the internet nowadays, because you can just type and have no consequence. Yeah. People want to act without consequence. What's the easiest way to do? Type a Twitter, twi- uh, make a Twitter thread about something that you generally don't even care about when you think about it. But what do people do? They they, they rile people up and then... Yeah. <laughs> the most wild take that I've seen recently, and I can't even tell if this is parody or not. We're, we're beyond the pale at this <laughs> yeah, point. You don't even know anymore. <laughs> don't even know. It's Poe's Law all the way down. Uh, but, some, but there was a screenshot of someone being like, uh, between all the woke video games that are coming out, like, is there anything that I can buy? Because, like, the Dead Space remake has a woke soundtrack. What the what? fuck? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Are you okay? What are you talking about? Hey, man. <laughs> hey, buddy. I'm going to de-escalate this. You're right. Do you need, do you need anything? Yikes. I mean, to be fair, we probably need to make that a shirt, too. Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> like... Are you actually okay? Like, <laughs> and, and, I'm, and I'm kind of being serious. I'm like 50-50 on this because I noticed, because I do that. I don't like confrontation, especially when it comes to media and stuff like that. I, I just don't like it because I feel like it's not needed. There's critique. Critique is important. Mm-hmm. But why do we watch movies? Why do we play games? Why do we do any of this shit to have the dreaded F word? Fun. <laughs> I might argue semantics, but yes. To think. What? I might. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna just uh, argue semantics that like engagement more than fun, but like yes, we we well, go well, there to be I was captivated. Go into that. 
Well, I, I was going to go into that. Is um, in a positive light, fun is like can be many different things. Fun is learning. Fun is experiencing. Um, okay, what what was the thing that we were talking about before? <laughs> Man, I don't know. As soon as I say a sentence, it leaves my brain. Uh, I'll piggyback off of what you were saying, though, about like you know different types of fun and uh, engagement. Where uh, I I don't know if this is scientific. I don't know if <laughs> there's any meaningful data behind it. But like something a vocabulary that I've heard uh, is you know type one fun. It is fun while you do it. Type two fun. It is not fun while you do it, but it is fun afterwards. Mm-hmm. Type three fun. It is not fun while you do it, nor is it fun afterwards. <laughs> so is it fun uh, in type three, though? The, the quintessential example of type three fun is League of Legends. But... <laughs> oh. <laughs> but um, That's a really good example. Like, I know, I know. But I'm a huge fan of type two fun. Like, I like mm-hmm. uh, 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 being challenged. I like feeling be being forced to feel uncomfortable uh by media i like being frustrated by stuff uh because afterwards like in retrospect like i have a lot of fun with that experience and i love thinking about media and i love talking about media which i i continue to insist one of my positions is that like thinking about media is engaging with media like mm-hmm. that is part of the experience. I want to continue with that because that goes into one of the last things I really do want to talk about, which is mm-hmm. um, as the artist, as the creator, because um, we're talking about diversity a lot and everything too. Mm-hmm. And what is not fun to a lot of people, most people I yep. would say in a creative space, if you want to make good content or something like that, is engage is not only engaging but uh basically creating something that you don't necessarily like for example totally uh, for example um creating characters that you would home almost never associate with in <laughs> or talk to or just generally wouldn't like in your media but having the respect and decency enough to do those characters justice and like i said going back to andor it kind of dealt with that is are you willing to kill kill you know everybody including kids that are on the you know on the side of you know the empire you willing to do that (laughs) uh just to just to to append like that last opinion uh, I I also want to be clear. Uh, it's my moral position that it is okay to kill strong. <laughs> it is, it is also my opinion that Uh-oh. those people almost always are also victims. You yeah. Know? Uh, and yeah, it is difficult to thread that needle. Um, but yeah. Uh, uh, well, it, it, th- like, that, that, that's it's a it's a real thing that like oppressors often can be victims themselves mm-hmm. and are worthy of our understanding and our empathy. But like, you if you choose suffer. every day to wake up and cause harm, well, then th- 
the consequences, your consequences will catch up with you. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Yeah. You choose to do this, somebody's gonna get you. Some you're gonna catch you're gonna catch a case, you're gonna catch a body, mm-hmm. you're gonna you know, and then people are gonna feel bad. Omar that's coming. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean but that but exactly what you said, and here's the thing about your opinion of it, it still hundred percent good on killing stormtroopers. I'm like, as long as you realize what you're doing, and some like this is why yeah. soldiers deserve a lot more of our empathy, and that's why I like to see a lot of um, media that portrays soldiers as you know actual people because it's their job to be a soldier. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, they gotta but do they the- chose that job. They they choose to do that job. Yep, they you choose it. So you choose the consequences. Everybody has choices. Everybody deals with choices. Um, and in life, there are rarely the 100% right choice without with zero like negative connotations. Correct. Uh, there are, and, you know, there that gets into the choices. good place dilemma of, like, how yeah. is it possible even to, to exist without causing harm to others? Huh. Uh, even, yeah, indirectly. A, what a like, concept. What a concept! Uh, yeah, like there, there's no such thing as you know. Uh, uh, I don't remember what the turn of phrase is. There's no such thing as like ethical consumerism. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is why when I but, hear people, I mean, me and my wife have talked about this a lot. With when it comes to like capitalism, I'm like, yeah, this is why a lot of people are clarifying now too. Late stage capitalism, because capitalism in itself isn't bad. Because if you buy anything, you are contributing to capitalism. <laughs> but capitalism is an yeah. economic system. Yes, and, exactly. Uh, y- you it, know, it, just it, overblown stuff will get you in trouble, like anything. So we are in that that system right now, where it's just like, okay, this is a little, this is a little too much, and people are starting to realize it. Who knew? That's something that's gotten out of hand. It's like bad for the system, bad for the people. uh, Another of my official stances uh, that you can you you can put on a shirt is, (laughs) uh, and it's not my you know I I didn't invent this, but like rules must always be judged by their ability to oppress, Uh, and that (laughs) goes for everything. You know, Um, in by tabletop games, uh, you know, I I have a tabletop game inspired by Resident Evil, and the main characters are all playing, you know, stars units. Uh, that means that everyone's a cop. Like, how do I feel about that? Like, I've had a lot of like genuinely like a I lot of like. I never thought about that actually. <laughs> I, I don't love that. that. <laughs> um, but like. That's part of why I put my disclaimer out the front is like, if you're going to uh, uh, role play this and just be like, ha ha, yes, I use my authority to, to exercise power over uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and this makes me feel cool and strong. Like, that's a bad fantasy and you should feel bad about it. And I don't want yeah, you playing that's not that good. game. Like, yeah, that's not, that's not good. I, I have to be mindful of that and I have to take steps to, to feel like I'm addressing that topic mindfully you know uh-huh. not using it recklessly not using it uh, um 
without understanding its history or its context or its weight. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, I never even thought about that. That's actually really good. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I've thought, uh, I think too much about some of this. That I mean, that's stuff. in your game though. Uh, so yeah, you have, you're using your responsibility correctly. <laughs> you're thinking about I'm, it. I'm, I'm trying sincerely and Boy, this is a, like a lot of my catchphrases, like coming out in quick succession. Um, if <laughs> you try and you care, that's like eighty percent of the work. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that I try, and I feel like that I care. I, I feel like I put in the work. I don't know if I succeed, but I am mindful of it. And like I've, I've had someone comment that I had, um, like there was a mechanic that. I didn't realize like was an old timey uh, uh, um, n- implication innuendo like mm-hmm. th- like double meaning that I I wasn't aware of the history of that turn of phrase that was like hey this can be read as being like you know uh, uh, a term for sexual assault and I was just like oh geez like I didn't know th- that that's not my intention yeah. at all what genuinely <laughs> yeah. genuine ignorance like I yeah. I just didn't know and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think most people would read it and not give it a second thought. And most people wouldn't read into it. But at least one person did. And that means that there's probably other people who will look into it. And so, yeah, I had a responsibility to go and rename that mechanic and change it into something that didn't carry that weight, you know. I had to remove the riot cop knights from my my movie. (laughs) Uh, uh, like I, I was accidentally yeah. unintentionally using, you know, loaded language. Um, yeah. and I had a responsibility to address that and to correct it. Cause I'm not resident evil five. And oh <laughs> well, well yeah. I mean that uh, entire game, like, well, I'm not going to go on. I'm, I'm not going to go yeah, on. But uh, that's, a, that's, that's an episode. That's genuinely a topic that I want for the future. Like we'll, yeah. we'll talk about resident evil five someday, but, um, yeah. but also like you brought up like, writing unpleasant characters writing characters that you don't agree with uh that that's also like weirdly relevant to tabletop stuff because Uh i have had to like i've created this villain and now i have to pretend to be them and i have to say mean things to the players (laughs) at the table and guys if you have not done that it can feel like dog shit like i've had it like really like bring down my mood like measurably bring down my mood because i'm being mean to my friends Mm -hmm. even if it's in fiction like yeah it can suck it can be hard imagine Um, an actor doing that (laughs) to real people (laughs) and not only that imagine like you know the actor who played joffrey who's the most despicable little shit and then people in real life treat the actor poorly because of his portrayal of this character. Like, I can't imagine like how awful that has to be because it has to be already really hard. I'm pretty sure that's why he stopped acting actually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He said as much and like, yeah, it could be fun to be a delicious ham and to, you know, cackle with glee and to shoot well, lightning out of, of people, your fingertips. A lot but... of people like to do that in, like, D&D and stuff. I see a lot of people being the quote-unquote mm-hmm. bad guy, and I'm like, you ain't bad. You're just sassy. Shut up. 
Let oh show God, me somebody who's so like, much. no, I'm actually a horrible person. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... Genuine evil is, like, hard to portray and hard to do because, spoiler, it's unpleasant. Um, yeah. And, and, and you know, obviously you can make great stories from that and you can have great characters. Uh, but, like, as a creative person, that's something that I do personally find difficult, like, genuinely. Well, it's... It's the idea too. I, I think a lot of people are trying to trying to step away from the oh this character this villain is just straight up a villain. They're just mean. They're just mm-hmm. evil type thing because everything has nuance now. And I think uh, that's what I originally wanted to talk about is you know villainous nuance of you know why is it that mm-hmm. a lot of people are going towards the whole this villain can be redeemed or this villain isn't really a villain. They're just, you know, fighting the man because that's what happens a lot. They end up just being against mm-hmm. the system, mm-hmm. which, to be fair, that's great. That's good. But then if everything is like that, then I'm like, you guys know there are actually horrible people in the world, right? You know there yeah. are actually evil people in the world that can be very well villains too, right? You know, that make so, bad so- decisions and deserve, you know, those consequences type thing. So <laughs> this episode is my referendum on stormtroopers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guys uh because like yeah another thing about me is like f- for as part of my worldview I must believe in the possibility of redemption. Um you know this this is a very waymond perspective that I have. Like this is something that I choose to mm-hmm. believe because I think it's important and I think that it's something that needs to be fought for. Like oh, I yeah, need me to too. believe in the possibility of redemption. Um and there you know, it's morally okay to kill a stormtrooper. Uh hey, guess what? In the sequel trilogy, we've got Finn. Mm-hmm. How does he uh avoid that fate? That's simple. He stops being a stormtrooper. Yep. He makes the choice. Like the possibility of redemption is always there. And he says he this ain't right. Chooses it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's all it takes. It just takes that choice. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, uh, 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 stormtroopers, man. There's a lot. There's a lot to talk about them. Can unpack. <laughs> well, I like the entirety of talking about the Empire anyway, because one, everybody pretty much knows Star Wars, so it's pretty easy to be like, yeah. oh, okay. It's not like we're talking about something super obscure. So everybody knows who Stormtrooper is. Everybody knows like the hierarchy of you know, mm-hmm. uh, the empire, which I, yeah. which I really, I think that's a good thing to keep going back to that because they're a classic example. Um, like, I'm like, you guys know there's a ultimate evil in the empire, right? There are different levels to that, but there's an ultimate evil and no, it's not Darth Vader. So no. Oh, that drives me nuts. It's not Darth, Darth Vader, Vader is the goon. Yes. He's, he's the goon. He's, he he's the he's the 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 Gestapo, you know. He's the, he's well, the, he's the, the ultimate. Squad. He's he's the ultimate. It's funny because he's technically the ultimate redemption arc. <laughs> mm. Technically speaking, you know who the ultimate evil is the leader of the guy. I mean, the leader <laughs> who yes. doesn't seem to give a shit he, the entire time. He has so many times to be redeemed. And what does he do yeah. each time without hesitation? It's not even a hesitation. Without hesitation, 
the emperor no. constantly is like, nah, bro, I like my power, I'm going to keep my power, and anybody who tries to challenge me will end up either coming to my side or dying. That is his, mm -hmm. that is his entire arc. Um, that sounds like you're describing a man who needs to be thrown down a power reactor. <laughs> well, have I got news for you. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, yeah. I mean, you can do it and be well and do it well. It, everybody doesn't need to be redeemed. There are certain aspects. I mean, there are certain, you know, areas where you can do that. Just yeah. here's the thing. What we going back to what I was saying before multi-level people all different types of characters and then mm -hmm. you end up with something like avatar the last airbender where everybody gets their fair shake of good good and bad moments and all that kind of stuff totally. it's good and also uh avatar the last airbender has one of my favorite tropes which also is shared in the star wars sequel trilogy though that executes it less well which is <laughs> the bad guy being presented with the option of redemption and then choosing not yeah, to. choosing not to man and, and then showing that that hurts them like yep. something that i love in media um you see this in breaking bad you see this in the wire you see this in uh yeah avatar and but like committing violence also hurts the perpetrator mm -hmm. um it 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 is a damaging thing to harm others. Like it, it's a difficult thing to kill that part of empathy inside you. <laughs> um, and, and I don't know that that is a struggle that I find fascinating and worthwhile uh, to explore. Yeah, well, it um, should it should always hurt when you have to do that. Like going back to should. what I was saying, but saying yeah. about like soldiers. As soon as a soldier starts liking doing their job it's mm -hmm. probably not a good sign <laughs> yeah but also like overwhelmingly soldiers come back from war and they are not okay because they are not okay they are because, not okay <laughs> like it it violence damages the perpetrator violence yeah. hurts everyone involved and this goes back to you know what we were talking about uh, in previous episodes with arcane and why i think arcane is so special is because the moral of that story is in war everyone loses yeah um a more uh live action example that everybody seems to love is the winter soldier the mm. very definition of ptsd <laughs> i mean he's not having a great time he's never that's the thing he's never having a great time the only the only great time he has, and I'm about to end this. I'm gonna end this episode like this. The only episode, the only time he has a great time is when he is what with the is with the black woman. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time he did a good, genuine smile. He's like, "Hi," and she's mm. like, "Hey," and, you, and what's his name? Sam just looks at him. He's like, "Don't even think about it." <laughs> and he's like, oh, "I'm just, I'm just trying to get with a hot young chocolate woman who is gonna." It's gonna be great. I love Wakanda. Wakanda forever, people. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody. Nope, nobody, nobody, Bucky. <laughs> nobody, Bucky. Just nobody, you. Bucky. <laughs> oh. Anyway, yeah, exactly. Oh, going back to Wakanda where people appreciate me. Anyway, 
I think that might be the end of where we where we sit. So, if you guys mm-hmm. have any questions, comments, constipation, of course, uh, suggestions for a topic for an episode, send us an email at halftoadtakes at gmail.com. Also, if you enjoyed listening, please give us a rating and review on iTunes, Podcast Addict, or wherever you get your podcasts and are able to rate them. Uh, I have been Corey Revis illustrator and comic creator you can find me on instagram at e-a-r-t-h-u-r underscore one that's earther one and where can you find this son of a bitch this handsome <laughs> son of a bitch can be found oh at, uh, twisting around okay <laughs> <laughs> This handsome son of a bitch has been Adam Bucheri. I am an animator and game designer. You can find my tabletop games at boocherry.itch.io. That is boo like ghost, cherry like fruit. Mmm, oh, tasty. <laughs> mm, nom, nom, nom. Ooh, oh, now scary. you made it weird. Uh, <laughs> 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 that, nom, nom, I was like, oh, okay. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. So, but anyway, uh, guys. Good talk. <laughs> Yeah. Always a pleasure, Corey. Always a pleasure, Adam. I will yep. talk to you soon, and then we will discuss more things about how Star Wars is weird, but also very relevant to every everyday life. Some, Star, Wars some is, Star Wars is weird. Star Wars is weird. <laughs> a New Hope is still the best one. Bye! Oh, okay. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> so put out.